Welcome to the Mentel Podcast. I'm Ben Jenkins. On this episode, I'm talking with Finn McKenna-Fox. I want to say that Finn is a men's empowerment coach, but he's also so much more than that. He's an incredible human, transforming everyday men into confident leaders. A bloke who wants to help as many men as he can become the best versions of themselves they can be. We are all born with infinite potential, but it's the social and familial conditioning we are exposed to that is layered over the top that makes us believe we are anything less. Or as Finn says, only you and your bullshit stories are holding you back. So, let's pick up the conversation. If you don't believe that you're good enough, you're not going to be good enough, no matter how amazing that you are. Mm. Whereas you look at the people who are succeeding, they're the ones that, it's like, I actually can do this. I'm worthy of putting myself out there. I'm worthy of investing in myself to actually expand myself even further within that. And that's where you can start calling in more of that new reality that you're creating for yourself. As well as one-on-one coaching, Finn has developed a number of programs, including Grounding in Seven, a program all about creating confidence and grounding in your masculine leadership, which we'll go into in more detail in the chat, as well as diving into so much more. So without further ado, here's Finn McKenna-Fox. Finn, welcome to our humble podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it's absolutely a pleasure. So good to be here. I've gotten to know you a, a little over the past, I think it's probably 12 months, and we just kind of connected on on social media. And I've done uh, your, what was like a seven-day immersion a couple of times, which is about grounding in your masculine leadership. But before we get to that, I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little about your journey to doing the work you do now. Because I think, you know, when I've heard your story before you got into this and your sort of journey to your conscious awareness of the, you know, self-defeating behaviors that we can so easily fall into in younger life before we kind of, before we kind of awaken, so to speak, I just, I just found that so relatable. Definitely for me, it was, it, it sort of rung true in so many ways. So if you're happy to, you know, tell us a bit about your journey from there and then getting to where you are now, that'd be awesome. Oh man, where to start? There's uh, <laughs> many different levels that we can get into. Yeah. To give the short version, um, yeah, so basically from Ireland, I grew up in very like regional part of Ireland. I was the youngest of three boys in like grew up on the farm basically and I didn't have a lot of really healthy male role models around um, like just that old farming mentality from back there there was don't show emotions you just get on of it you just get stuck in do the do the work and everything but then being the youngest son out of um three boys um like I was to be I was very much babied and um, because everyone else was doing all the stuff um, and that kind of put me on a path of kind of fit, trying to get lost and figuring out it was like where, where did I fit because it didn't feel like I fitted in over there um, and then so I decided to um, leave the coop and study so I was the first one in our family to actually go to uni and uh, went and studied sports physio and um, yeah. was always really interested in the physical body and wanted to help people so that was the route that I thought I needed to take um, and like yeah I was absolutely loved that um, but as I started working with the physical body, I started realizing that there was a lot more stuff happening. Um, like I was pretty, I was pretty like switched on and tapped in, and like people like as soon as they got onto the table, they like, would just open up straight away for like spilling all their emotions, the traumas, all the pains. Like it wasn't just the physical injuries. Yeah. And like I was like very young, I was kind of like, all right, I need to actually learn more about this. So that was one of the things for myself. It's like, I actually just want to go and have some more lived experience myself and start learning and developing more for me. And that was um, why myself and partner like uh, decided to go traveling. And yeah. um, so, so we moved, moved away from Ireland and came to Australia. Um, and as we did that, like we just started on a massive journey of personal development and growth for ourselves because yeah, like I had a had a really good upbringing, but I knew like I was really good at wearing masks. I was never, I never allowed myself to be my true authentic self because I was always who, what people expected me to be. Yeah, and um, I just always like fitted into the mold of the people's expectations. Um, and yeah, like that just started eating away at me. And um, the more I was doing personal development work, the more I was seeing like that I actually wasn't living the truth. Like although like I loved working with the physical body and you always like the question or the thing you always said to my wife was like i love this i'm really good at this but it's not it there's something else mm. but i just don't know what that was 
and yeah, like it's it kind of just continued when we were moved to Australia, moved to Perth, and after a few years, um, like we got married, then like we had our first first daughter, and at that time, everything was just amplified tenfold. It's like I knew the life that I wanted to create for for our family, and knew the father that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but I wasn't allowing myself to do that, and like it just it just felt like there was a big void and a big separation between who I was and what I was actually doing and that actually caused me to go into like a lot of like anxiety and a lot of high stress and panic attacks and just a really kind of dark period um of time yeah and that was what first sort of stepping into like rather than going from the normal personal development like doing like more of the way I count now is like the light and love the woo woo stuff yeah that was the first time I actually stepped into doing some deep men's work and like utilizing a lot of like breath work a lot of shadow work a lot of like embodiment practices and as soon as it done that, that just like literally ripped me right open, and um, yeah, and just put me on a massive uh, turning point in in all the different aspects of my life, like how I show up with, with my family, with um, my daughters. Like it ended up like I stepped away completely from the clinic, and um, because I actually just wanted space for myself to start in integrating in the body and the changes for myself, and then as I started stepping back in, I was like, how do I want to do this differently? How do, how am I meant to be here? Like what, what am I meant to be of service for people? And that's what stepped me into the path that I'm on now. You know, it's, it's such an awesome story. Like I, I, I say it's, you know, it's so relatable for me because, you know, the, the whole idea of, of, um, you know, having good role models around you when you, when you're younger and that that's sort of mm-hmm. so important when you're at an age that you're so impressionable, but even, you know, beyond that into, into like early adulthood as well. You know, my, my parents split up when I was quite young, when I was 13 and I lost my dad when I was 21. So there were kind of two pivotal moments in my life where, you know, mm. things shifted a bit, but the, you know, the, the role models as well, like after my parents did split up, I, you know, not having a dad around, you, you kind of just sort of, I think I just sort of dived into, you know, friends and friendship groups, but <laughs> At the time, none of us were really were really good influences on each other. So, <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah, no, I can I can say that with a you know a definitive. Mm. We we weren't very good influences on each other. So yeah, that's it's pretty it's pretty important, you know. Then, but you know, it starts us all on on our journeys, I guess. And you know, look where you've come to. It's it's amazing. What I've uh, just struck me there as well is p- particularly for blokes, um, we don't realize how much the physical affects our emotional and how much the mm. physical body and the spiritual body and the emotional are tied together. Yeah, yeah. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Because like you said, you were, you were a physio and, and I know others as well who have done similar kind of work or started out in similar areas have ended up moving into this sort of work with men the, around the emotional and the, and the spiritual side. There's so many aspects of it that I loved, and like I still do. Mm. Like I still love doing like body work, and still love like integrating like the movement practices and all of them into yeah. it because it allows us to move so much through our physical. But mm. for me, like um, the big turning point because yeah, like basically when I qualified, I was it was literally just whenever the recession hit Ireland. So yeah. it was really, really, really tough times, and like so there was a lot of people like were coming with all of these injuries and issues, but then. As I got talking to them, like I realized there was so much more to them. And like, I ended up like I was doing the hands on treatment, but it was more like the communication and like the feedback that I kept getting was they just loved being able to actually vocalize and, and speak out what was going on rather than always just having to, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah. So, like, that was like a really first introduction for me to do that. And whenever we got to Perth specifically, like I had started learning a few more like alternative modalities and healing modalities and stuff. And mm-hmm. I actually just like was so blessed that one of my mentors, um, she was an older lady, had a really bad fall mm-hmm. around the same time that I was work. I had working in the clinic um, and she had a really bad fall, but she was teaching me all of this energy work. So she came to me yeah. for, for physio and like movement so I was doing that at the start but then I just asked her like can we actually just have a play because there's other stuff that 
I feel, but I don't. I know understanding the body, but I actually don't know what it works like or how it actually is. Yeah. So like sushi was just like very different. So like I actually started like doing a lot of different types of energy work and different stuff of what I was just following my intuition, and because she was so tapped into, she was able to tell me exactly what it was shifting within her, if it was emotions, if it was energy, wow. if it was whatever it was. So like yeah. she was the first time I was actually able to like have definitive feedback of what it was doing and how it was working on the physical body but as well as in the energetic body wow that's amazing and then that just allowed me to start doing that and i moved clinic i was working out of a gym so then i ended up moving to a different gym and when it did that that allowed me to kind of step into a new space i kind of like bring a bit more of the energy work in and be more of a holistic therapist rather than more of a physio it's more so for me as i peeled back the layers and got more confident and started to build more belief in myself that allowed me to start playing more with the energetic side of things yeah. um, and then as Again, you just working with people and understanding more and more of this side of things. You just start looking at the emotional. You're looking at help, all different layers of, of the body. And it, everything just carried over. Like, no matter where it is, no matter, like, you listen to, like, the Inner Seagal stuff, the secret language of the body, and, like, where mm-hmm. we hold all of the different emotions in our body. You start mapping that out when you walk, seeing someone, how to carry themselves, how to yeah. walk, how to move. Then, like, you ta- you learn on top of that, like, the words that they're saying and how they actually start vocalizing things and like you start seeing the belief systems coming through with mm. it all like everything is just like one layer on top of the other on top of the other yeah and like it's no matter what modality you use we have so many different ways of approaching the same thing it's just a matter of starting to peel back then to come back to our truth and come back to ourselves within that yeah like with the work that i do now it's like a lot of it is through like more embodiment practices but then i could still have the exact same results if i just wanted to do all body work and sit on people and there is like the people that i work with in Paris. sometimes it is like actually let's just get up and be able to do body work and we don't have to go through all the other stuff and then you're able to like have that impact through different ways but it's just mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to skin a cat basically um, yeah and it's finding what works finding what works for the individual of what the individual is actually open to receive is a big one yeah yeah that's the key isn't it what what the individual is open to receive mm. like I, I know there'd be you know blokes who would who would hear this and wouldn't even really know too much about energetics or anything like that and again how much the emotional can affect the physical body etc and you know i you know strongly encourage anyone to to investigate that because i you know truly believe that there's things that have happened to me namely you know having cancer prostate cancer where i feel it was definitely emotions that were unreleased Mm. and suppressed that started to turn on me and you know what you say about the physical body responding to emotions and you know when i was younger I, i i never really like i said before i had cancer i never really understood how it worked and really didn't look after my body too well to be honest and i remember someone saying something to me or reading something i think it was in the context of someone either having gone through a you know incredible trauma that really you know really affected their heart you know like that not as in a physical way but in you know they had their heart broken in that in that metaphysical mm. way and how you know, their back would be arched over almost as if their back was and their ribs were coming in to protect their heart in a physical way. And I I read something about that one time. And then I remembered seeing a woman who exemplified that exact physical being, you know, she was kind of curled over and I could just see that, you know, that seemed to be someone had experienced great pain in that way uh, at some stage in their life. So that was when those things became evident to me. But yeah, I mean, like now I've, you know, been to a lot of energy healers and uh, kinesiologists and the work that has been done for me through them has been incredible, like, you know, and what it has unearthed for me. And even, mm-hmm. you know, some of the work that I've done with you but in, and what we'll get into in, in a second is like the grounding in your masculine courses, you know, revealing these things to you by letting go of things or or taking things out it's really incredible to to do this kind of work to really sort of open the door a little bit you know and and you know have you like you mentioned before the masks you know as men we we wear a lot of masks and and to drop Mm. those and to see what's underneath you know to start doing the healing what i do for myself so much of it it has been directed by my own self-exploration is like i don't like fitting in boxes there's like so i always like when i was studying 
is like I had I had certain injuries and things going on within the body and all of the lecturers were saying it's like it's X, Y, or Z and I'm like, nah, it's not that, it's something different. So I'd go off and explore and see all of this whole functional stuff that was never even talked about then and like actually was able to fix all of that. And, and like so it for myself it was always looking it's like right what's going on here what do i need to do so i know for myself i was wearing a lot of masks holding a lot of stuff down suppressing a lot of emotions within that and that was having effect on my physical body yeah so i had done every single types of mobility stretching different stuff but it wasn't until i started doing more breath work and started actually like speaking through for releasing emotions my whole body started opening up and changing and then it was like cool it's like right this is happening to me it's like why is this happening to me how can i learn how to do this with other people and then that's when i started mm-hmm. bringing that in with clients and being able to start making the changes and like it is it's so powerful as as we're able to kind of open things up and, and get get everything communicating a lot better within our physical but then as we live more in alignment within ourselves it just allows us to, to open up more freely as well yeah yeah i don't know if it's at the age i'm at now or you know i've just kind of you know developed this belief and understanding myself or whether it's a time in history where everyone's sort of opening up to it now but the whole area that you know people used to think was woo woo so when we were talking about things that western medicine couldn't explain it seems to me now that you know people are starting to open up a lot more about it and both my wife and i were talking about it the other day that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people having conversations now where they're talking about this stuff but going oh but but not in a woo woo way like yeah. I, I do the energy healing but it's not woo woo um, yeah but it's yeah. neither neither or it, it just it, it is what it is but there are yeah. a lot of people opening up a bit more to it now which is mm. great and just sort of saying you know it's not woo woo but you know it is what it is and that's and that's excellent that people are taking on a bit more. So just jumping to the work that I did with you on, on the, the little, I said not little, but it was just because it was a short kind of one week experience, which was incredibly powerful for me. I mean, I did it once a little while back and and then did it once more recently. And I think the one more recently, I was just more open and more ready for it. Mm, yeah. And this is what you call the grounding in your masculine leadership. And it's the five by seven course, because there's five things that you have as, as part of it, as key sort of tenets of it over the yeah. seven days can you talk us through those five and the the course itself because it really for me has just been so powerful and has revealed so many things to me as you know has really mm. kind of helped reveal some blind spots that i had been masking probably for decades you know and some yeah. since i was very young because like i said so many so much trauma like when i was young that i just kind of yeah. found ways to distract myself and not to feel that but if you can talk about the the course and 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 how it rolls out that would be awesome so basically with the work that i do is um, again, like I, because I come from like a more of that grounded approach and working with the physical body, it's all mm-hmm. scientific based, working with all of that. But then I, I love all of the others, like the woo woo side of it, the spiritual side of it, the big immersive, the big, like cathartic release sides of it. Like I see the benefits of both, but mm-hmm. then I know from myself and so many people who I've observed that have been on their own healing path with it is like I I see and have seen so many people myself included who are always seeking outside of themselves this breathwork experience this immersion this cathartic mm. release this plant medicine whatever these big things outside of themselves they're always yeah. looking at these big things that's going to change everything if I do this that's going to fix me yeah but they don't have they don't have solid foundations within themselves Mm-hmm. so like with a lot of the work that I do is like it's like forget all of them big things outside of you let's look at your own house first let's look at peel back the layers and look at where your foundations are within yourself and do you have a core belief and connection to your solid foundations because once you have that that's rock solid then that allows you to look for them one percenters that's going to have big shifts yeah whereas there's a lot of people like they don't have good self-care they're not physically connected with their body with through a movement practice or through a breath work practice and um, to do a bit of haphazard stuff with it like they're not eating a healthy clean diet which so mm. then like their hormones and everything is all out of whack um, and then like but like they think they're going for all of the supplements they think they're going for all of these other experiences is going to balance them yeah whereas like with the ground and seven like, with any of the work that they do it's looking at like let's set solid foundations with a movement practice with some sort of breath work or meditation again it doesn't really matter what it is but it's having something that you can connect to yeah 
it's looking at your nutrition again i don't care what diet you do but it's making sure you're just eating clean you're cutting out the crap and just thrift things back to basics because like again we're so bombarded with so much information but it's figuring out and finding what works for you around the simplest forms within that mm. and then it's also looking at like releasing your it's releasing the clutch and so like a clutch is something that you hold on to or that you you connect to to zone out and set like you feel emotions coming up in your body you feel stress coming up in your body or something is happening with this that you have all of these go-to things that you do to zone out so that might be scrolling on social media it might be you're eating really bad food or whatever it might be it might be drugs alcohol porn all of these other things are are in these clutches that we just fall back into as in the subconscious pattern to keep ourselves safe because again, the body doesn't like change. It always wants to be in homeostasis. So whenever it does feel something coming up, the stress, and it's like, oh, what can I do? Just to numb out and bring yourself back into this safety bubble. So it's looking at like releasing some of your clutches and bringing that awareness onto what they are for yourself. Yeah, this is kind of like what society has done to us, really. Yeah. It's like, it's all about now, 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 stop this, stop that, yeah. avoid this happening, make this easier for yourself. Yeah you know just do this and everything will happen quickly it's all directed at doing this mm-hmm. which is goes pretty much goes against our natural being and that's it like it is everyone's looking for the quick fix and everyone's looking for things outside of them whereas like you have every single thing within you mm. like every I, I truly believe that we have infinite possibilities within inside of ourselves it's whatever your belief systems is is determining what you're able to actually call in for yourself and how that looks and feels for you mm-hmm. yeah and it's like if you feel that you have a capped potential within yourself, then you're actually putting a massive block on yourself. Like if you want to bring it into more of the deeper side of it, you look at like Dr. Joe Dispenza and like the work that he does with the quantum yeah. physics and like it's that, that similar approach. It's like we have all of this potential within inside of us. Yeah. So it was like with the work that it was like, let's, let's look at your foundations and feel, know how you can be grounded within yourself. And then that gives you a solid base to start working on more of the trickier things. Yeah. Yeah. Just to go back on something you were saying there as well, it was, uh, you know, without this kind of grounding, it's most likely why, like you said, and just to put it into another term is, is that, you know, when people have gone, oh yeah, I've done this course, I've done this, um, but it didn't stick, Mm. you know, and this is one of the key things that I realized in doing this work with you is that it's, if you're not grounded, those things won't stick. Yeah. So you can go and do, you know, some coaching or you can do like a course and or something like that. And then you'll learn the tools. But then, you know, a f- few months afterwards, you won't be using them. You know, yeah. you won't be doing the practices. That's one of like my things that like I try to drive home with the people that I work with, like in, through, my, through my messaging and stuff like that is as well. It's like it is a practice that we need to continuously connect to. Yeah. And because it is like too much of today's society, too much of what is completely bombarded on us through social media, through all of that stuff, mm. which is amazing. We have so many people doing so much amazing things, but it also puts a lot of people who are feeling a lot of insecurities. They're reaching out thinking this person is going to fix them. Yeah. And like they have this big massive breakthrough and this big realization from doing this experience. But as we said, like you don't integrate it into your day to day. So then maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months on track, you're back to the square one. And then even with that, like you're back to square one, but then you think, oh, I was like, I actually must be fundamentally flawed because I had this big breakthrough. I had all of these changes, but then I'm back to where I am. So like, oh, I'm just broken. Yeah. And it just keeps them there and it just keeps them in that loop and keeps them in the stories where that's holding them back. Yeah. Where it's looking at like have a base that you can come back to, have these breakthroughs and then use that base. You just upgrade that base to match in with this new level of yourself. Yeah. Like so it's like rather than constantly trying to like just chase the next thing, it's like have a breakthrough, ground in, have a breakthrough, ground in, have a breakthrough, ground in. So you're going to have more of that steady progress, which is going to be more of that like long-term consistency with it. Yeah. And like this, playing a long game rather than the quick fix. Yeah, yeah. That's the key thing that, that goes back to that whole thing of this quick fix society. You know, it, it's not a quick fix. It's a long game. <laughs> you need to keep these practices up and make it into a routine yeah. for it to become part of who you are. Yeah. One of the things that just want to pull up as well is like it's, being really careful in the wording that we use around that. It's like, mm. for you, like I just said, it's like, you need to do this. It's like, yeah, actually, it's like, you get to switch this around. It's like, instead of like, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Mm. It's like, 
you get to do these things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I have to, have to do my movement practice. I have to eat healthy. I have to do my breath work. And you're like, you don't have to do any of that stuff. It's like, it's your choice. It's like, yeah. if you feel that you don't want, you don't want to do any stuff, then see how you're going to be in a week of not doing that. Mm. And do you actually want to be in that lower energy, that lower vibration of yourself? Or do you actually get to bring more of energy, more of this charge, more of this vitality into your being? And then you're actually able to start making that more of a change. So good, mate. So good. That's the second time I've heard someone say say what you just said then about not changing the need to not changing I need to I get to Ben Crow, who is just a, a pretty amazing guy who used to actually be like a head of sports marketing for Nike. He's Australian, but he has now moved into this whole area where he uh, helps. Well, he's helped a lot of elite athletes, but he wants to help everybody sort mm-hmm. of find their true selves and own their story. And he said the same thing the other day. You change that, you know, not I need to go and pick up my kids this afternoon. I get to go and pick up my kids and spend that time in the car with them. You know, yeah, those yeah. little shifts, yeah, make massive changes. And wanted to bring that up as well. It's a, about, you know, changing the story for yourself, mm-hmm. isn't it? And the, the yeah. language that we use to talk about ourselves and to talk about our other people and to talk about our experience and everything. If we make these little shifts, we can really change our story. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's so much of what it comes down to. It's, it's like the stories that we are constantly telling ourselves is going to dictate mm. our reality, the reality that we live in. And so much of our story has been created from all of our past traumas, all of our past experiences, wherever that might be. And mm. um, so like, it's like when you look at the whole subconscious, like our subconscious thoughts make up for like 95% of the thoughts we have on a day-to-day basis. So then 95% of the thoughts that you have on a day-to-day basis are thoughts that you're just, you're constantly having without having to think about them, but they're all related to past experience. Mm. So if you have like old beliefs that aren't serving you, and then you wonder why you keep going around in circles, you're not seeing any changes because you're not actually going back and changing them old belief systems and changing that story that like you, you have been running or like even it could be down from that generation. Like I've been stepping into more generational trauma, more generational mm-hmm. stories as well, because these are the things that just we constantly keep ourselves in these loops. And again, like if you're not changing that, you're just going around in circles. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's the more you can catch catch them and then start learning how to like rewrite the story for yourself. And that's where you're like opening up that potential. It's like, what, what is it that you want to do? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? for yourself, mm. for your family, for those around you. That's key, isn't it? It's just like that, uh, you know, you've said it a couple of times is that we all have infinite potential. And I think it's it's really hard for people to believe that. I know, like mm. I'm, I'm in my mid-40s now and it's only really sinking in now. It was like the last time I, I, I you know, worked with you, I, that was that was a real epiphany. And, mm. you know, I don't think I got that across clearly or I hope I did clearly to you just how much of an epiphany it was in that time. It was like, okay, all of this work I've been doing over, uh, over you know, a long period of time myself. And then it was just in, in that moment that it really kind of clicked that it's like, mm. yes, you do have infinite potential. But like I said, so many experiences when I was younger have just put layers over the top of it. Yeah. Where I have believed you know, that I, that I can't, that, that I don't have infinite potential, that it's too late for me or, you mm-hmm. know, all of, all of these little stories that we, that we tell ourselves and, you know, I, to protect myself, I, you know, covered over so many things and they became habits that have, you know, created, like we we're talking about blind spots, which we, we'll get into in a second, but um, it really became evident to me that, you know, I can realize my true potential and mm-hmm. we all have infinite potential. It's just that we need to de-layer those childhood conditioning and the social conditioning that we've yeah. all experienced. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's not like we just go, ah, oh, shit, cool, that's what we do. Okay, that's what <laughs> I need to do now. You know, it's yeah. not a, it's yeah. not an easy zap, but it starts there with the awareness. But then yeah. as the, the other thing that's, that's incredibly important is action. Awareness mm. isn't isn't just enough, is it? You know, you really yeah. need to take action. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Like, and like, just to go back on like what you're saying with that, it's like that infinite potential. Like, for some people, that can be really triggering, even just hearing that. Because yeah. it like it is like it can be so ingrained in us. Whereas, like every like like so many of the guys that I'm 
continuously talking with and like working with and stuff like they have all of these limb beliefs within themselves where like they're not good enough they're not worthy enough mm. it's like they might have all the successes in the world but they still feel like they're fundamentally flawed there's something within them that's not good enough like it could be from anything it could be from a big traumatic experience it could be from the smallest or little thing mm. for myself it was like i've i'm blessed like, like if you look at my life i didn't have any big traumas that happened to me mm. but I had lots of small traumas that were repeating cycles within that, yeah. and they're the ones that like that had such a such a really fucking deep ingrained story within yeah. myself that was keeping me small and keeping me like not believing myself, not being worthy of of anything because mm. because of what that how that had showed up and how that had constantly fed itself through my life. Yeah, and like I'm, like no matter what, like when I was working as a physio and like working in that field, everyone was like like you're one of the best people that, that I have seen. I knew I could have went on massively in that, but I, I didn't believe myself in it and I didn't want to push through it. Because um, like, that's where your potential comes in. It's like this, if you don't believe that you're good enough, you're not going to be good enough, no matter how amazing that you are. Mm. Whereas you look at the people who are succeeding, they're the ones that it's like, I actually can do this. I'm worthy of putting myself out there. I'm worthy of investing in myself to actually expand myself even further within that and that's where you can start calling in more of that new reality that you're creating for yourself yeah yeah and yeah taking the action on doing that after that realization mm. even the little things like after after that after having that realization i immediately wrote down you know uh, all of these affirmations which I, I used to do a long time ago and again just didn't stick you know it was yeah. something that just went by the wayside but now it's there it's stuck on the mirror it's the first thing i see after i get out of bed you know it's like yeah. you are worthy of love you have infinite potential you know you are mm-hmm. you you deserve every penny you earn and more yeah. um you yeah. are enough which is the key yeah. one i think to finish on is like you are enough as you are to be able to make these changes and shifts mm-hmm. yeah and I think just going through like what we would have talked about in like the Grand Men Seven, like one of the mm. days, it's like that whole aspect is like what our belief system is, is and how that links to our potential and our actions. So it's basically is like we're constantly going around in these circles where you have a belief and that belief is the lens that you see the world through. So like with that, like for like there's two people who can go to a movie and one person can walk out saying it was amazing, the best thing they've ever seen, and the other person might say that was the worst movie they've ever seen. Mm. They both yeah. are watching the exact same movie, but their beliefs of the world and and their values and everything would have had that different different shift in how they actually what lens they saw that movie through. Yeah. So like with, with our belief systems is like it's what how you see the world around you, but within that has then that belief system is going to determine what potential you hold for yourself. If you believe you're you're amazing and you can do anything, your potential is true to root. Whereas if you believe that you're unworthy of love, if you believe that you you can't make money, is like guess what? Your potential is going to be pretty low. Yeah. And then once once you look at your potential, whatever happens within that is like whatever potential you put in yourself, that's going to determine what actions that you take for yourself. Mm -hmm. So again, if you if you have a really positive belief system where you think you're amazing, you have got a really high potential, you're going to be taking big, bold action steps to actually continuously put yourself out there. Whereas if you have a really poor belief system within yourself, like your potential is pretty low because you're like, oh, who am I to be able to go for anything? Then that means you're not going to be taking any big, bold actions moving forward. Yeah. And then from your action, that determines the results that you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. And again, your results are going to be amazing or else they're going to be really bad. And that's going to feed into whatever belief system that is. Yeah. yeah. So it just constantly puts through that hope, constantly keeps us through that loop. So it's like, if you have a low belief system, you're not worthy. You have that limited potential within yourself. So you're not going to be taking much action to, to feed, to make anything different because you're like, oh, who am I to be able to do this? You're not going to take action. So you're going to be getting the exact same results that you've been getting for year after year after year. And that just feeds that belief system, keeps people stuck. Yeah. Whereas like, as he said, it's like that action is massive. That's like even if you have that inkling of a belief, it's like I actually could do something more. I can go to take some big bold action for myself, and you get something new. And you're like, oh, this feels different. This feels weird. Mm. And then that starts changing that belief system. It's like, oh, maybe actually there is something different here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think just to put some context or in it in it for my story because I'm happy to talk about it. But you know, obviously when I was younger, having my parents sort of uh, my parents split up at 13, it sort of started to embed that 
that idea that I wasn't good enough, you know, that it had to have something to do with me, you know, and then my dad leaving it, 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 as much as it's not a kind of conscious thing, it's like, okay, now my dad's gone and he's left, he's left uh, me and my brother behind. It's like, I'm, maybe I'm not good enough there, you know? And then, you know, at mid thirties getting cancer, it's like, shit, you know, it's, it's like, I'm obviously not good enough, you know, there's, I'm not doing something right. So it's just a repetitive story that's gone over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. It's played out over you know decades. It's incredible. Yeah. But then yeah. to flip it and put another put a, a, another thing that just popped into my head before, which is a little bit has a little bit more levity in that Michael Jordan that I learnt in in the documentary that uh, was about the Chicago Bulls. Very off topic, but <laughs> I just think it's kind of <laughs> appropriate in some way. He would tell people like you know oh, that guy you know he said something about you know my mum mm-hmm. and he was completely insulted by it. And, you know, they were like, oh, man, what a, what a prick. How, why, why would we do that? You know, and he's like, well, that's, you know, why I just that's what gave me the motivation to, you know, go and run up there and score 50 points in that second half. And mm. they're like, man, geez, that guy has no idea what he did. And he's like, man, he didn't say anything. I just made that story up. <laughs> yeah. Like I just made that story up for myself to yeah. fire myself up to go and score 50 points. It's like, oh, mm. wow. Obviously, yeah. I was an incre- incredible athlete, but he knew the power of telling that story for himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely wanted to touch on the, go back and talk about the the breath work a little bit. Yeah. You know, I know a, a lot of blokes, you know, hear that, you know, they should be meditating and that meditation is, is so powerful. And for some guys, it's, it's you know, they just can't really kind of get into it. They think they should be doing it one way when they don't really need to be, but they just kind of get stuck there a little bit. But I think the one thing for me that I found super powerful in doing this work with you recently is to be able to see the breath work as being able to downregulate and upregulate your nervous system. Mm. And I think that was just super powerful for me. And that was that's something that you can do each and every day, which is simple because it's just an action, but the effects that it has on your body are incredible. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I know you're you're really big on breath work and have done a lot of research into it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So basically again with it, it's we try to overcomplicate a lot of things. Like a lot of people is like if you feel like I should do breath work or like I need to do my meditation or any of them sort mm. of things. But it can be such a vast difference from where people are. Mm. Whereas like it can be the matter of just bringing conscious awareness to your breath. It doesn't mm. have to be a big complicated, like you don't have to be sitting down and doing like 20 minutes of like a Wim Hof method sort yeah. of breathing technique and getting lightheaded and passing out and getting into yeah. and stuff like that. It's fine. It's just finding something that's just a little bit outside of what you're doing in the day to day. And like it's one of the most simple ones is just bringing more awareness to your breath. So it's just allowing yourself just to start observing how you actually do breathe in the day to day. Again, like as I said earlier, as we were speaking, it's so much of what I do is like setting our foundations within ourselves. So if you don't have a connection and awareness of how you breathe in a day to day basis, is like you can do like a 10 minute breath work session or an hour long breath work session every week or every couple of days and stuff like that. But if you're breathing with really poor breathing patterns for the other 20, 24 hours of the day, mm-hmm. is like, which is going to have more of an effect? Like if you have like a 10 minute of a nice calm and breath work and then you're breathing in a really stressed way uh, for the rest of the day, is like you're going to be more stressed. Your system's going to be more switched on. And like, again, so much of the work that I do is um, in my programs is starting to teach people about their nervous system and the effects of the nervous system and how to control that. And mm. because when we're able to control our nervous system, we're able to be a lot more grounded with how we are actually showing up. So instead of coming from a reactive state, we can be more proactive and more um, just coming from a response. Um, and that's one of the things where like, if you, if you think for yourself is like, you feel yourself getting worked up. Something like someone cuts you off in traffic and then you get home and like your kid like spills something on the ground and like it wasn't their fault to do it. And mm-hmm. but then you're like, oh, what do you do that? You just get into that big reactive yeah, state yeah. because your your whole nervous system is already fired up. Yeah. And then it's like and then that's where we take it out and some innocent little kid that's like they just knocked over something. Mm-hmm. Whereas for like the more we can actually learn how to be in check with our with our nervous system and understand where we are within ourselves like you look at like the fight flight and freeze response like all three of them have different sort of traits within our body and if you can start learning what then traits and which ones you fall back into more automatically for yourself and um, again these are all going to be the subconscious things that you do when you start bringing that conscious awareness of some of these things it's going to allow you to see it's like oh okay i'm starting to 
I'm starting to feel myself getting a bit like my heart's starting to beat a little bit more. I'm starting to feel a little bit fidgety or I'm starting to feel a little bit agitated and stuff. It's like, all right, cool. Let's actually just check in and just take a couple of seconds to breathe. Yeah. When we look at the upregulation and downregulating breath, it's like when our nervous system is switched on and we're in that stress response, your nervous system is, is upregulated. So then that's when we want to do a downregulating breath, which is going to calm us back down into that rest and digest state. Yeah. So that's where you're going for really slow, long breaths. Mm-hmm. And it can just, just be as simple as just breathing in through your nose for the count of four and breathing out of your mouth for the count of six. Yeah. Like you don't have to sit under a tree like butter. You just like literally just sit in your office. No one knows what you're doing. You can literally just sit there and just count your breath. Yeah, yeah. And that's just that in itself. You will feel your whole body starting to relax out and that's that stress starting to disappear. Yeah. And if you can do it and start doing that continuously little bite-sized chunks throughout the day, like that's the best place to start. Yeah, yeah. Even if you do some breath work in the morning, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. and then just notice. And one of the things that, that you say is to you know just set an alarm for a few times during the day and just take one minute it might be in a meeting but you just ignore the alarm or whatever you know and then you just come back to it just for for one minute because then that just reminds your body that it's like okay we're okay here we're all right yeah and with that it gets looking at like one of the principles that i teach in my programs is like it's like what's in your medicine pouch yeah is like what do you have in your specific medicine pouch yeah that you pull upon to help keep yourself more in that camp space and like when yeah. i have that like it's looking at three different tiers so it's like you want to have like a whole go-to list of things that take anywhere between 30 to 60 seconds so these are the real quick easy things that you can just do that's just going to be filling your cup up that just topping your cup up that little bit to keep yourself in a bit more of a camp space and that could be like right an alarm pops off or you're doing something and you're just going to do a few breaths just to help calm yourself down. You don't have to draw any attention. You, don't have to, you can still do exactly what you're normally doing, but these are the things that can be done. That can just be a matter of even if you don't want to do any breathing, if you can sit at your desk and look at, at the window and just watch the wind blow in the tree. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. giving yourself 30 seconds of just observing that wind blowing in the tree. Guaranteed your stress is going to start relaxing because yeah. you're just starting to switch off and connect in with nature and just regulate yourself. Yeah. And then like, the next tier is like going for like anything for like five to 10 minutes. That might be a bit more of a specific practice. And then the top tier is 30 minutes plus. That's when you're like, this is your bigger things that you do. Yeah. My wife is huge on that. She, she would, or she always tells that to people, you know, to stop and watch the tree to really ground yourself and bring you back down. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, it is just so powerful in itself. And I just wanted to circle back to to that to that example you gave of like stopping uh, having someone cut in front of you in traffic and that really, you know, heightening you up and, you know, getting you all fired up. Because I think, you know, a, a lot of blokes would probably recognize this, but don't recognize how much it can stay in your body and then mm. how much that, like you said, can affect you later on. So you have someone cut you off in traffic, you get fired up, they've just annoyed the shit out of you. You don't downregulate the nervous system and you're still heightened, you get home, uh, and like you said, your son or your daughter might, you know, spill something on the carpet and it gives you the shits and, and you react. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to feel bad for reacting. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they, they, you know, they're just a kid. They didn't they didn't mean to do it. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. But it's important to recognize that that is your body still having the same, yeah. still in the same response state from, from earlier on. Yeah. And, you know, it's important to, to kind of recognize that. And I think that, that was that was a big one for me. So, you know, it's it's important that when you do get heightened to make sure that you, you know, you can bring yourself down because otherwise yeah. you'll be passing that on to another experience in your life. Yeah, like it's one of the amazing things. Like we see like the men's work movement is getting so huge. And you know? I like there's a lot more, it's becoming more mainstream. There's more people starting to see that. But yeah. like for, there's a lot of guys who, are probably looking at that it's like oh i'd love to do something like that but it's too far away from them yeah mm-hmm. whereas i guess looking is like it's not about having these big experiences again it's like mm. what is the smallest simple little thing that you can bring into your day today because like yeah. what that that example that you just said is like guaranteed mm. every single guy experiences that so it's like it's just bringing that awareness and it's like and coming back to ourselves and start to understand all of this within ourselves like that's where the magic happens like it doesn't matter about the bigger things it's like coming back having these foundations and these basics that you can come back to continuously and like as you're able to do that that in itself is going to be able to peel back a lot of these layers for yourself to have more of an understanding for yourself And then from there, if you want to go into some of the bigger things, you have a really good foundation to come back to and that can keep yourself in that space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
I just want to move on to the other couple of, uh, so there's the, the the five things as part of the grounding. And we did touch on it before, which is, you know, the, the, the clutches that we're, that we all have. And, and we covered those off. Like, I think for a lot of guys they they just think, oh, okay. So it's just about that's distracting me. Is it? I think I thought that's what it was. You know, it's like, you know, you sit there at work and then something, particularly when you're working from home now, cause mm. you know, it's much easier to just pick up your phone and scroll through social media, you know, that there's no one behind you watching you. But, you know, you have a task that's too hard at work, or not too hard, but you're something you're struggling with and you can just, yeah. rather than sitting there and try and work it out, you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to take a break. This is uncomfortable. You just grab yeah. your phone and start scrolling. And yeah. then people will be like, oh, okay, so this is going to help me pay more attention to my work. And, and yes, it will. But what was hugely revealing for me in doing the work recently was removing all of the clutches, which I, I did for a couple of days, and that goes for sugar coffee and they're the things that you know we probably lean on the most and people don't think that they're clutches all those things social media porn everything eliminated all yeah but what it revealed to me hugely was that in using these things and look when i was younger as well like i said touched on before you know we all were no good for each other really we were just partying so you know on the weekend we'd be taking drugs during the week smoking weed and then when i look back on it i was just thinking oh you just wanted to get high on the weekend you smoke weed to get you through the week and then go get high again on the weekend you know all of these things were back then were the same thing they were just Mm. trying to mask any kind of discomfort it was all just chasing the good feelings but with through so much of doing that, and then again, like I said, just the you know the the things we do day to day, they cover those uncomfortable feelings. But what I realised for me was that they had just created blind spots in my life. Like so, mm-hmm. any of those uncomfortable feelings and the things that needed work, you know, whether that be on your relationship with your wife or with your with my son or whatever, you kind of just covered them up because you're you've not just eliminated that moment with this clutch but the repetitive use of doing that has covered up these uncomfortable feelings altogether and yeah uh, or and like these these areas altogether and you know it's the the work that you're doing there just you know in in showing guys that that we do have these clutches for me i was just like this is profound you know it really just showed me what i needed to work on and i think that's Mm. that's huge it's huge and like yeah like i think like you've hit the nail on the head with it it's like because guaranteed like if just anyone listening to this you always like you know one or two of your big thoughts just straight away because they're the mm. ones that you you know yourself that are really in your conscious awareness and you're like, yeah. you've been like thinking already it's like i need to start kind of like getting a bit more control of them yeah. but as you said like there's going to be a whole heap of other ones that are sitting there in your blind spot that have just become yeah. so automatic and so subconscious that you don't realize that the order so it's not until you start shining that light of awareness onto somebody and you're like why do you do why we do what we do and it's starting to kind of peel back that that's where it can get really uncomfortable because it like, gets starting to show up some some deeper truths um within ourselves um but as you're able to start moving through that in a happy place yeah it's going to start seeing it's like all right this i actually utilize this because i'm not actually happy in this situation so this is why i did like whatever like this go-to thing just makes it easier mm-hmm. and it's like or like instead of instead of having this hard conversation it's like it's easier just to kind of back off and it's just ah, i can just have a drink in the evening time like it's just wine it's not it's nothing it's yeah. just the wine like to relax it's nice and easy but it's like actually it's like if you didn't have that as i can just sap within that space it's like is there something that you're like covering over as well mm-hmm and that's why some people stay like in in jobs that they hate and some people stay mm. in relationships that are no good for them yeah because yeah. they just they've, they've been masked yeah and that's it like and it is like it's it can be really comforting for guys to start doing this so it's like mm. it's having stepping stones having like a foundation to follow that allows you to kind of start stripping back the layers because again some people just go too hard too fast take everything away crack themselves wide open and then like the whole life gets shifted upside down and you're like and it's just that whole spire of like not really knowing where where's what yeah and that can be really confronting as well whereas the matter is like and like that was some of the, like what had happened to me that's one point where it's like done lots of like really deep work and then it was like just such a turbulent kind of like year trying to figure everything all out and it wasn't until i was like right let's actually get some of these things really kind of locked in as a base yeah and that allowed me to kind of start figuring out how to start managing things a lot better with it whereas again like i 
I do things the hard way and then learn how to and teach people how to do it in the easier way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I yeah. appreciate that. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, some great work that you're doing. We're kind of coming to the end here, but the, the one other thing that I wanted to touch on, we've touched on on those on the the aspects. I'll probably touch on on nourishment a little bit more because that's that's another thing that we tend to forget how important it is mm. because we just get into really bad habits where you know. And again, we're in a society that is quick fix. You know, drive past however many how many McDonald's on your way home from work before you get home. You know, and it's all fast food and let's get this done easy and quickly or, or whatever. But it's really important, yeah, to focus on your on your nutrition as well isn't it there's so many different layers you can go into with it but like it's finding what works for you within it and mm. like if you need if you need more specific help i definitely recommend go and actually like mm. speak mm. to like a really good holistic nutritionist, nutritionist to yeah. actually like figure out what works for you yeah. because there's so many like healthy diets that aren't aren't healthy yeah like i know for myself it's like i've just I've just like went from like I've turned into like more of an intuitive eater with it whereas like I was mm -hmm. paleo I was vegan I was vegetarian I was doing all of these other things and I just got to the point where I was like actually I just need to listen to my body and what I need yeah and like I ended up like I ended up like being predominantly like vegan for about two years and that was but like that was like I hated having labels because like if I craved certain meat i'd sit with it as like do i actually crave a meat or is that something else and i could give myself a day or two to kind of just sit with that and then it's like no i actually do really need that it's like cool i'm actually going to go out and get that and i could get mm -hmm. it you're like yeah that's awesome and that might come up for another six months yeah and then last year just as i changed the training i could just like add my whole diet completely changed and i just started craving a lot more meats and that lot more of like like chicken liver and just different things like that um and i was like all right, cool. Let's just go with this for a while. Yeah, but it's like I just learned to like learn to like trust my body and trust my intuition of what I need. It's like yeah, I know yeah. what I know what's good for me and I know what isn't isn't good for me. And like there is certain times where I will go for the stuff that's not good for me and feel really heavy and bloated and crappy. And you're like, but it's not until you're like, right, what what's going on emotionally or what's going on energetically that's keeping me in this stuck phase? Is there something yeah. that I was like I was feeling a bit uncomfortable like stretching? And then I would just sabotage myself with poor food to keep me in that stuck position as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like my, my wife teaches this as part of what she does about finding your intuition and helping particularly women find their intuition. But mm. it is really, really important, isn't it, to, to kind of listen to you. It's what it's all coming back to is listening to your body, you know. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think you know men have been taught obviously you know that we're really moving into a generation now where we're more open to this kind of thing but you know back in the in generation before us and the one before that it was it was all about you know being stoic you know i don't need to go to the mm. doctor i'm fine you know this is fine i can eat meat and not eat vegetables i'll be fine you know all that stuff you know it was all yeah. about you know blocking up as well like you know not yeah. not not talking about about how you're feeling or expressing every part of yourself yeah. so yeah. you know it's we're kind of coming into a space now where we're learning to trust our intuition is becoming super important and you know that's 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 something else as, as an aside that is that is really important to learn to trust yourself and then the other element to all of it as well that i wanted to touch on was um connection mm. which is another huge one and and this is doing this work it was a, a, a container of of blokes that were you know holding each other accountable online and you know you, you say to the to the blokes you know you need to get on here you need to you know, step out of your comfort zone, do a live video, talk about, you know, answering these four questions that you would ask yourself each day to reveal how you're going through the process. Yeah. And that was, you know, super important. Yeah. Yeah, kind of comes easy for me. I I I I am very open to talking about my life, probably mm. sometimes too much. <laughs> uh, but you know, for some guys, it doesn't come very easy at all, and that's that's key to the process as well for them. That's them stepping yeah. out of that comfort zone and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's so important, isn't it, to have this network of blokes to kind of hold each other accountable? Otherwise, it's easy to kind of, you know, let things go by the wayside. And that's the thing, like so much of it comes down to the environment that we surround ourselves in. Like you need to create a, create a safe environment that's going to allow people to open up. Whereas again, like 
if you're talking to like Joe Soap guide like that's but like he just goes has his mates doesn't really just kind of talks about the superficial stuff never yeah. actually opens up to any of the emotional stuff it's going to be really hard for him to start opening up to his mates about all of this stuff yeah but it's fine and like a safe space where you actually feel comfortable to do it yeah and then like it's one of the reasons why like i share so openly on my socials and stuff like that mm. is as well it's like to give other men permission to do it mm-hmm. and like i've copped a lot of slack from family and stuff like that from home is like why do i share everything that i share and it's like i don't care sharing about all of this stuff because yeah. i held all of my stuff down for so long because i never seen anyone or i never had anyone around me actually speaking yeah. openly about all of this stuff and like that had kept me in this like really dark pattern for so long but like as i've learned how to do that for myself and break through is like if i'm able to share this and another person another man sees this and like here's like oh he's actually talking something about something that's really vulnerable and being really open and it's like and I'm going through something similar. Maybe I could actually reach out. Maybe I could actually talk about that. Like that's what happened. That's what the magic happens. Yeah. So then it's like looking at this, like creating that safe environment where guys feel comfortable to start doing this. Yeah. And then like with like with the questions, with the four questions that you're saying, it's like it's just really good at just starting to learn how to reflect back on ourselves. Like in this, like because one of the things I love saying with the guys straight off if we're in a group and it's like right where did you fuck up this week yeah and it's like and i guarantee you'll be able to start listing out a whole heap of stuff straight away yeah but then there's like right where did you really win this week and everyone's gonna be like oh and oh yeah but they, they find it really hard to do that because again we're so conditioned to just beat ourselves up we're so conditioned to just taking the negative things whereas learning how to actually celebrate the positives and celebrate our wins like that's going to be massive for guys mm. so it's like with them four questions like the first question is like right what went really well for you in the last 24 hours so it's starting to train them to start thinking in this way yeah and again it come, all of it comes down to like our subconscious thoughts like if your subconscious thoughts is always about the negative but then you're having this constant reminder to think of the positives guaranteed over time you're going to start thinking of more positives you're going to start looking changing that lens that you're looking at the world around you and that's what's going to start allowing you to start changing these these beliefs and opening up that potential and start mm. working through that um and like again as we have more of a practice to start doing this for ourselves but then share that with other guys and be able to speak it out rather than just writing it out like it just brings it to that next layer yeah yeah absolutely and i heard something as well recently that really resonated with me as well and it was the whole idea of winning the winning the morning and winning the day mm. and it's that moment where you wake up and you're still sort of you know, still a little bit sleepy. You haven't really slipped into full consciousness. And that's that moment to start that habit of, of, of doing the things that I was talking about before, you know, saying, you know, to yourself, yeah, I am worthy of love. I, I, Mm. I am, I deserve more than I, than I get right now. You know, I am enough. These things starting that early to reprogram yourself is slipping it into the story straight away so that you can, you can keep that up for the whole day. Mm. You know, I just wanted to say, like, a lot of the stuff you you talk about really resonates with me, and that whole notion of wanting to tell your story in its in its entirety for other people to to be able to feel free to open up themselves. That's exactly like me. I never had any of that when I was growing up, mm. but it took me a long time to realize uh, or to you know, like you said, it just it just struck me so hard, you know that. I pushed it all down, pushed it all down because, you know, I didn't want to feel it, didn't want to hear about it, didn't want to experience it because I felt I needed to, particularly for yeah. my mum and my brother when my parents split up. And and again, when my father died for my brother to suppress it for myself so I could be strong for them. Yeah. And yeah. then it took me to get, you know, to, to have cancer and then for me to start to go, something clicked. And it was like, mm. no, you need to share this story. This is happening to you because you need to share this story to help other blokes. And yeah, that is yeah. proof for me. That is the, the, the whole reason that I wanted to come into to doing this. And, you know, it's Charles and I, my producer found each, each other on this journey for, for our own reasons to do Mentel. But that for me, it was really coming into it because I knew that I wanted to find a platform to be able to share my story. Cause I knew that it would, it would help other people um, on mm. their journeys. And it's like, you know, Brene Brown says, you know, being authentic creates empathy and yeah. empathy creates connection. 
So it's by sharing our each of our stories that we can connect and come closer together. And, you know, in the men's work that you, you do and sitting in that container with those guys, all of them were so supportive and there for each other because they were all there to to find, you know, something better for themselves yeah. and to reveal their true selves. And it's just amazing work. And I, you know, I just wanted to say thank you for being able to do that and having the benefits of it were incredible. And it's just that is just the the kind of cusp of the work that you do because you go on and 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 do you know longer men's work and and coaching with 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 guys and yeah. it was just a little taste of it it's amazing that you've come on here because i i really wanted you to come on here and and share it so that we could get it through to it to a lot more blokes yeah, as many no, as as we can i really appreciate it man like and, and again again it is it's like just hearing your story and being able to see that. like this is this is why we do it mm. Yeah, like it's the more guys hear this message, the more this becomes normalized for for guys to yeah. be able to see it's okay to reach out and ask for help and put their hand up and stuff like that. Like that's that's what it's all about. Absolutely, mate. There's one last question that I like to ask uh, everyone who comes on the podcast, and that question is that if our listeners could do one thing today to improve their mental health, what would that be? It's just start having check-ins with yourself, like this sim- simplest little thing. If it's set an alarm to go off on your phone every two hours and literally as soon as that goes off it just like just stop and pause for 30 seconds and just if you want to put your hand on your chest or if you want to if you don't just see can you just pause and just sit yourself and just feel was like right how am i feeling right now hmm. how is my breath right now it's like do i feel stressed or am i relaxed and then just take a couple of big slow relaxing deep breaths in and then just continue on whatever you were doing and if you can just start bringing that in as a practice that you're doing just continuously throughout the day, like it's just going to help start allowing you to be more in tune with yourself. Yeah. And it's just going to start setting the, set, setting the pavements in place for yourself to start making change. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant, man. That is excellent advice. Finn, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, and I've loved having you here. Yeah, absolute pleasure, man. So good. So, so much in that chat, and all of it of great value to every bloke listening. As you can tell, I had some great breakthroughs after only seven days' dedication to the practice. You can find out all about Finn's work at thegroundedmasculine.com.au or check him out on Instagram at the underscore grounded underscore masculine. Thanks for listening, and if you feel called to, let us know what you thought of the episode with a review. Until next time. Mental is an In Your Ears podcast, presented and produced by Ben Jenkins, produced and edited by Charles Amsden, with opening music by Nick Kingswell and closing music by Night Radio. For more information on this and other podcasts, check out the In Your Ears podcast's Facebook page. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and spread the word. And if you or anyone you know needs help, call Lifeline on 13 11